Our scripture reading is John 4:24. Uh, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. You may be seated. And let me add to Alan's already welcome. I want to say my welcome to everybody. We are glad that you're here with us. If you are guests, please pass those attendance cards to the inside aisle, and they'll be picked up at this time. I love... I love being here. I love living in hot springs. I love worshiping here at 70 West. I love serving this congregation. I love uh, working with these elders, working with Billy and Angela and the staff here. I love it here. I also love what we're doing online. Since March of 2020, when we expanded our online presence, we've had many opportunities to impact people, not just here in our community, but literally around the world in 28 nations. I'm very excited about the class that Billy's going to kick off tomorrow at noon. If you have your five, and hopefully you do have your five that you're thinking about and that you're praying about and that you want to impact for for the Lord this year, encourage your five to watch Billy's class. Because this class is not primarily for us. This class is primarily for your five, for people who don't know what it takes to become a Christian and what it takes to live the Christian life. Now, we all can benefit from it, true, but primarily that class is for your five. This is your opportunity to get on the phone this afternoon and call up your friends and say, hey, would you watch this program, please? Ask them to do that. I think they'll be blessed. Our online presence has also opened up opportunities for questions. I love questions. I love requests. Like the one I got last Sunday afternoon. A sweet lady I've never met, doesn't live here, sent me a Facebook message because she had watched Sunday morning's class, the greatest gift you can give your children. This woman is a longtime Christian. Her roots are in the church. Her and her husband uh, worship at a congregation where her adult daughter and her adult daughter's family also worships. Up until recently, her 22-year-old son also worshiped there. But he had left the church. For sake of confidentiality, let's call this young man John Doe. And she was asking me a question. She said, would you mind calling him and talking to him? I'll be honest with you. I thought at that moment that my probability of success is about zero. He doesn't know me. I'm 66. He's 22. He's going to listen for a couple of minutes and then hang up. I said, okay, uh, if, if I want to call him, I need to know something about him. Can you tell me what he likes to do and, and his interests and hobbies? And she started. I'm looking for something I can try to connect with him on. 
she mentioned baseball. Hey, I'm a baseball fan. I said, well, does he have a favorite team? She said, oh yeah, his favorite team is the same team that his dad has followed since the 70s. I said, what team is that? The Atlanta Braves. Ah, bingo! Okay, I've got something there that can help me. Okay, I said, okay, when can I call your son? What, what time would be a good time to call him? She said, how about tonight at 8 o'clock? So last Sunday night at 8 o'clock, I called John Doe. And guess what we do? We talk for about 45 minutes about the Braves. We talk about players, our favorite players. We play Braves trivia. I mean, we talk. Finally, at the end of about 45 minutes, I got around to what I was really wanting to talk about. I said, John, could we talk about your decision to leave the church? Silence. At that moment, I thought, well, it's not going to work. Finally, he said, hey, I'll do it if you'll let me have my preacher by my side, my new preacher. I said, sure, that's fine, no problem. I'll tell you what you do, John, you call your new preacher. Whatever time is good for you, I'll make it work for me. I don't care what I've got. I will cancel what I've got and go with that. He said, okay, I'll call you back. About 15 minutes later, the phone rings again. He said, how about tomorrow, Monday, 8 p.m.? I said, sure, be glad to. We hung up. I called my, actually I called my 7 o'clock, I called my 8 o'clock, and I called my 9 o'clock appointments for Monday. I said, could we postpone, could we move to a different time? I cleared out my Monday schedule. And then I needed to prepare. Because see, this young man, well, he had went to another church. He had went to another church. Now, you're, you're thinking, well, he's went to a denomination. Well, yes, but there's a, you need to know something here. Until about, oh, I'd say about 10 or 12 years ago, this congregation that he's now a part of, this church he's now a part of, was a faithful congregation of the Lord's church. But no longer were they a faithful congregation. I did some prep time. The mom had sent me some videos online that I've received. She sent me also some other information. I went online to their website. I sampled about 25 worship services, including four complete sermons. I listened to four complete sermons from that preacher. I made lots of notes. Every time I would see something that would be unscriptural, I would make a note of it. I would document it. I prayed. Boy, did I pray. Because this mom... I don't know, I'm just, I guess maybe I'm sympathetic to women, to moms, you know, with my relationship with my own mother. I just want to do all I could to try to help this mom. So I prayed. Monday night, I, I spent about 30 minutes before 8 o'clock. I spent from 7.30 to 8 o'clock just praying. Then we started our meeting, had a Zoom meeting. 
That Zoom meeting would last for almost two hours. All through that meeting, there was a question that kept on popping up. It was first asked by John. And then the preacher he had sitting next to him said it often. What did they say? Does it really matter? Does it really matter? Folks, to me it matters. Go back to John 4 again, the verse that you've already heard. God is spirit and those that worship Him must worship how? In spirit, right attitude, and certainly in truth. We've got to worship in truth. We've got to do it the way God wants us to do it. Now, what I'm going to do with you this morning is I want to present to you five of the nine issues I presented. For lack of time, we're only going to do five. But five that really, to me, spells the difference between true worship and willful human worship. At the end of the message, I'm going to expound on why it does really matter. But first, let's look at these notes. Let's look at these issues. Issue number one. In these 25 worship services that I sampled, I saw and heard women in leadership roles during the worship services. Throughout these two hours, the preacher that was with John really only brought up two Bible verses with me. One was in response to this issue. He, he read from his Bible, Galatians 3, verse 28. It reads, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one. You're one in Christ Jesus. He said, here's the reason why we have women in leadership roles. Yeah, he said, yes, we do. The preacher did. But here's why. It's Galatians 3, verse 28. My response. That's a misapplication of Galatians 3. I said, what is Paul talking about in Galatians 3, verse 28? If you look at that verse, he's talking about the fact that God loves his daughters just as much as he loves his sons. God loves his Jewish sons and daughters just as much as he loves his Greek sons and daughters. And in their culture, he loved just as much the free Christians, as he did the Christians that were servants, that were slaves. You see, we're all one in Jesus Christ. Furthermore, I said, how about 1 Timothy 2, 12? Actually, I gave him several different Bible verses, but this is the main one. Paul wrote, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. Does that mean that women are inferior? No. Does that mean that women are not as loved by God as men? No. 
What that means is there's a role that God has ordained for men, and there's a role that He has ordained for women. You know, I cannot bear children. Biologically, I cannot bear children. God has ordained that role, that responsibility to women. He's given you some wonderful talents, abilities to reach out to your children and to bond with your children that, let's just be, let's just be honest, you can't replace a mother's love. You know, there's just a, a special place in the heart of all of us for our moms. You see, God gave women that responsibility. He's given us the responsibility of leadership. Now, that's not to be a tyrant. We're not a boss. We're not a dictator. We're a what? A sacrificial, sacrificial leader. Ephesians chapter 5. Still, what did they say? What did John, what did John's preacher say back to me? Does it really matter? Does it really matter? Issue number two, praise team. Now, if you don't know that term, let me tell you what that is. A, a praise team is uh, generally, it's going to be four people up here on the stage leading the songs. Generally speaking, there will be two men singing the bass and the tenor and two women singing the alto and the soprano. They had a praise team. Furthermore, and I, I really don't know what word to use here. I, I use the word dancing. Maybe that's not the right word. Please forgive me. But all through those services, those four people were doing this you know, back and forth, encouraging the crowd to do likewise. Behind them were musical instruments, guitars, drum, keyboards. There was a tremendous emphasis on emotions. I asked John, I asked John's preacher, what do you say about that? Their response, well, it makes the singing better and people like it. John's preacher never gave me a scriptural response. By the way, he is a graduate of Abilene Christian. But he never gave me a scriptural response. He just said, people like it. People like it. When I saw what I was watching, I immediately thought of Moses. Go back to uh, Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. Moses with Joshua are coming down the mountain back to the people. Moses has been in community, in commune, in fellowship with God. He has been receiving God's law. Here's what happens down in the camp. Verse 6, Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. What are they doing? They're worshiping the golden calf that they have created. The people sat down to eat and drink, and don't miss this part, rose up to play. Rose up to play. Emotions. doing what they want to do. 
And the Lord said to Moses, Go get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have done what? They have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. What had happened? They were worshiping falsely. They had turned aside from the way that they had been commanded. Ephesians 5.19, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, does it say sing and play? Furthermore, if it did say sing and play, that would mean every one of us would have to sing and have to play. I mentioned to them Colossians 3.16. I did about a, a 10 minute history of praise to God, the history of praise to God. We talked about how the fact that according to history, this is outside of the Bible, but according to history, we didn't have instrumental music in Christian worship until several centuries after the church was established. I even talked about how that in the Protestant movement, let's talk about the denominations, uh, instrumental music had been foreign to that until the late 19th century. Once again, what did they say? Does it really matter? Does it really matter? Point number three, the de-emphasis on Jesus. The mom, John's mom, had given me some background because I, I didn't know this church. I mean, I, I don't know them. You know, she said they were faithful until 10 or 12 years ago. I take that on her word. But here's what she said they had done. About 12 years ago, they changed their sign outside the building. You know, you know, here we describe ourselves, we locate ourselves, we say we are the 70 West Church of Christ. What they had done, they had put a new sign up, and like if it was here, it would say 70 West in big, bold letters. 70 West Church. And then in little tiny letters on the very bottom, it said, A Church of Christ. What are they doing? A de-emphasis on Jesus. When I went to their website, did they attribute the church to the Lord? No. No, they did it. A de-emphasis on Jesus. Now, why? What was their response? For a long time in this two-hour conversation, the preacher, he, didn't, he, he hauled around, he, he, he tried to avoid this question. And finally, he said to me, the name Church of Christ brings up bad images. When he said that, I'll tell you, here was, here was my, my gut reaction. You remember those cartoons where someone says something and they get zapped by a lightning bolt instantly? You know, I kind of backed off, you know, because, okay, here comes a lightning bolt, you know. They actually said that to me. What's going on? What's going on here? Remember the song, I'm Not Ashamed? 
to own my Lord or to defend his cause, maintain the honor of his word, the glory of his cross. Am I proud of the Lord's church? You better believe I am. Am I ashamed of his church? No, I am not. I'm proud of his church. I'm proud to say I'm a Christian. In fact, you know, I, I wear those shirts often, you know, that even mentions the name of the Lord's church. Matthew 10. This should be Matthew 10, 33. I do apologize. should be Matthew 10, 33. I, put, I typed the wrong number there. But whoever denies me before men, whoever denies me before men, what did Jesus promise? Him I will also deny before my Father who's in heaven. Am I proud of my Lord? You better believe I am. I'm proud to be a Christian. Romans 16, 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. You know, I, I have no problem. Uh, the, first, the first year we went into the Ukraine after the fall of the Soviet Union, we discovered a, a group of people in Kiev, the capital, who were worshiping God, scripturally worshiping God, and they were using the name Church of God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1. That's a name that God uses in His Word. They asked us the question, should we change? You know what we said? No, you don't have to change. That's a scriptural name. There's no problem with that name. Church of God? Church of Christ, or any of the other scriptural names that God gives us in His Word. I'm proud of each and every name that God has given to us in His Word. Point number four, Saturday communion. Now this actually is something that, the, that John's mother had mentioned to me. The church where John is now attending has stopped this, but the preacher said they're considering going back to it in the summertime. So what is Saturday communion? It's a Saturday worship, like we have Sunday worship, and they do communion. I said, where do you get authorization for that? Here was the second scriptural response that that preacher gave to me last Sunday night. He mentioned Acts 20, verse 7. But he really said, he said, we do it for convenience. When we have offered Saturday night worship, it's for convenience. If you want to go worship on Saturday night, you can go Saturday night, or you could go either one of our two uh, Sunday morning services. Convenience makes it convenient. Well, I said, well, why do you, why Acts, you know, why do you do this? And he said, well, Acts 20 verse 7, uh, those people, uh, that was probably what we would call our Saturday night. Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about the two clocks. When we look at the New Testament, uh, we realize that there are two clocks involved. The Jewish way of counting time, their day started at what we would call sundown. 
And that would be a new day starting. Okay? That would be a new day. The other way of counting time would be the way we count time. We count time at midnight starts a new day. Now, which clock were they using in the book of Acts? Where there is some debate. I have my own idea on which clock they were using. But see, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're using a Jewish clock or a Roman clock. What is, what is it? On that day, it was the first day of the week for them. It doesn't matter if it's the beginning of that first day or if it's the end of that first day. It's still the first day. On the first day of the week, the disciples came together to do what? To break bread. We have a long history. If you look at history of people, we have a long history of Christians gathering on what we call the first day of the week. Here in this country, we call that Sunday and having communion. Still, they said to me, does it really matter? Does it really matter what we do? Number five, lack of the use of God's Word. You might remember I, I told you that I watched four sermons in its entirety. Now, I sampled 25 worship services, but I watched four sermons from start to finish. And I counted the number of Bible references that preacher made in those four sermons. He had a grand total of five. What? A grand total of five total from four sermons. Billy and I have five or more every sermon, right? And we sure do. He only had five. What was his reason? Once again, he didn't want to talk about it. He tried to avoid, I, I kept on pressing him on that issue. Finally, here is what he said. And I got ready once again for the lightning bolt in my mind coming down and hitting. Here's what he said. The Bible is boring in the minds of young people today. What? The Bible? Boring? Never. Ever. That man had the gall to say the Bible is boring. Boring. The Bible, I read it cover to cover at least twice a year, and it's still not boring to me, and it will never be boring to me. I talked about several verses once again with him. One being Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. The Bible boring? Never. The Bible is what we use to get in contact with our God. We come to understand God through the Bible. We come to love God through the Bible. We come to appreciate God through the Bible. 
that was five of the nine issues. But for sake of time, let's stop. We're not going to go to issues six through nine. Let's examine their main response. What was John and John's preacher's main response to me last Sunday night? I lost count the number of times they said it. Does it really matter? Does it really matter what we do? Yes, it matters what we do. Why? Look at the foundation of the apostles. What did they teach? What did they instruct? What did they show by their example? Think about the previous generations. One of my favorite, favorite preachers, Marshall Keebles. Wow. I mean, I could just listen to that man all day long. I thought about all the great lessons he taught. I even went to my mom because I stand on the faith of my mother. That's where my faith started. It mattered to my mother. It mattered to the previous generations, like Marshall Keebles and many other great preachers I could talk about and elders. It mattered to the apostles. Truth. Truth. Is it fun to go to concerts? Uh, many of us have been to concerts. Uh, the last concert I went to was, a, uh, was actually a band from Russia who was a cover band for the Chicago group. And they perform songs written and performed by Chicago. Was that concert emotional? Yeah. I mean, people were, you know, you know, and they were, you know, singing the songs and, yeah, clapping. You know, it was emotional. Was it fun? Yeah. I think it cost, what, $35 a ticket? But yeah, we had a great time. It was down in Dallas. We went with some uh, friends, uh, a former elder, one of my former elders, me and him went together and our wives. We had a lot of fun. Is worship supposed to be praise of God to His glory or is worship entertainment? The concert in Dallas was entertainment. Yeah, cost us 70 bucks. Entertainment. Worship should be what God has prescribed. Remember the situation with Moses? Get down there, Moses. Those people have corrupted themselves because what? They have stopped following my commands. Revelation 22, you speak about that lightning coming down, that lightning bolt coming down and getting the guy. I think of Revelation 22, verse 18. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in the book. If anyone takes away from the words of the books of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Yes, it matters. What will be the church that we give our future generations? 
Will it be a church that is centered on God's Word? Will it be a church where people are focused on what God wants us to do? Or will it be a church of just entertainment? What will we give future generations? Because to answer their question, yes, it matters. It matters what we do. It matters how we obey. It matters to God. Because who has the right to decide? God on how he's to be worshipped or man how God is to be worshipped. God has that right. It matters to God. God, God paid the greatest price for each one of us. He gave His Holy Son, His only begotten Son on that cross. Yes, it matters to God. Are you a Christian? Will you obey do you believe? Will you repent? Will you confess? Will you be baptized? If you argue with any of that, you're arguing with Jesus because every verse listed there, if you have one of those red letter Bibles, that's in red because Jesus is speaking. You're not arguing with me or Billy, you're arguing with the Lord. Are you like John? Do you need to seek forgiveness? I hated to call that mom back up, but Monday morning I called her on the phone and I said, I failed. I said, now what we need to do is pray and I'm going to try again down the road, but right now he's not willing to seek forgiveness. Do you need to seek forgiveness? Can people see Jesus in you? If not, seek forgiveness. The church stands ready to pray with you and for you. If you have any need to respond, we'll have elders up here waiting for you. Will you please come as we stand and sing for your encouragement. There is coming a day.